Let's look at this yeah. again. Do you want to read it? Yeah, sure. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him. This man will not be your heir, but the son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Abram believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. He also said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Ch Chaldeans to give you this land to take possession of it. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, how can I know that I will gain possession of it? So the Lord said to him, Bring me a heifer, a goat, and a ram, each three years old, along with a dove and a young pigeon. Abram brought all these to him, cut them in two, and arranged the halves opposite each other. The birds, however, he did not cut in half. And birds of prey came down over the carcasses, but Abram drove them away. As the sun was setting, Abram fell into a deep sleep, and a thick and dreadful darkness came over him. Then the Lord said to him, Know for certain that for 400 years your descendants will be strangers in a country not their own, and they will be enslaved and mistreated there. But I will punish the nation they serve as slaves, and afterward they will come out with great possessions. You, however, will go to your ancestors in peace and be buried at a good old age. In the fourth generation, your descendants will come back here, for the sin of the Amorites has not yet reached its full measure. When the sun had set and darkness had fallen, a smoking firepot with a blazing torch appeared and passes between the pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram and said, To your descendants I give this land from the wadi of Egypt to the great river Euphrates. Land of the Canaanites, 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 Hittites, Perizzites, Rephites, Amorites, Canaanites, Gilgoshites, and Jubisites. This is a, a very stunning passage. I think it's, it's it's very beautiful, literally, like literally, but it's it's also it also has great symbolic significance. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I think that the first place you can look at is kind of the idea that God is your shield, your very great reward. I think that's a very interesting idea, kind of the idea that God protect protects you, even though it might not seem to be protection in the physical sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think you can also link this to the previous discussion on Abram not accepting the gifts of Sodom. The shield is the shield of goodness or the shield of righteousness in some sense of saying, I have done nothing wrong and therefore I have, therefore I am not at guilt. And this is the, the only shield that we can guarantee ourselves of and God can guarantee us of this shield of righteousness rather than perhaps any contingent circumstances in the world. I think it's very interesting and the idea of the righteousness is a very interesting idea because it says here it was Abraham believed the Lord and, and he credited to him as righteousness. Kind of the idea that if you have faith, that faith will be credited to you as righteousness, not necessarily out of some some distant kind of idea you doing anything well in any sense but it's more like believing in the lord is the act of righteousness and i and, and i want to hear your thoughts about that perhaps we have to say what what does it really mean here 
And we see that Abram believed in the Lord. As in, perhaps if, if one really did believe in God, then it, it really would be righteousness in the sense that the true belief is to act according to one's belief. And to believe in God, perhaps, is to always orient, orientate oneself towards the good and the divine. And in this sense, one is righteous. Or even think, you can say that this is retroactive temporality. I know I, I'm beating a dead horse here, saying it so many times, but <laughs> it, perhaps it's also that through, there's a dialectic between uh, me doing the righteous act, which strengthens my belief and my belief coming back to uh, make me more righteous. And at the end, giving this creditation between, from belief to righteousness. Mm -hmm. I think that's definitely true and it's definitely a very interesting idea and perhaps something we can um, develop in the idea that if we look at the situation, what we see is that, well, is that when you're interacting with kind of kind of the world or with faith, it's, uh, it's the Jordan Petersonian idea that, you know, when you're living your life, it's very easy to say, well, I believe in God, that faith is my righteousness. That's not necessarily the case. It's more like I believe in God deeply and it is that belief in God which becomes righteous through my action through my love and that is truly the that is truly the truly righteous man it's not the it's not merely just saying I believe in God or God exists is a true proposition but more like I want to embody that in our lives because there's something I read in Jordan Peterson or listened to recently it's the idea that most people say they believe in God, but they don't act as if God exists. And I think that's so true. It's the idea that if you truly believe that God exists, you'll probably live your life in a very different way. And perhaps it's even sacrilegious if if you say that you believe in the Lord, but does not do anything that matches up to the extent, to the, I guess, divinity of that belief. And this is similar to what we discussed earlier of how some people would would do would care about a person in order to not do anything to change it, as in to merely show the signs of caring to absolve oneself of responsibility. And in the same way, the belief in God cannot just be yes, I believe in God, therefore I will be saved. But instead, I believe in God because I have strived so much towards doing the good. And therefore, because of this, I might be saved. So this mm -hmm. is also linking back to, I think, our previous discussion between how this promise, the God's promise to man, is not a, a sole promise of no matter what you're going to do, I'm just, uh, you're, you're, this is going to happen to you. You're, you're going to grow into a great nation. But instead, this promise is God's trust in men of, of God saying, yes, actually, I'm not really sure what will happen to you, I, I give you free will, but I believe that you will always strive towards the good and you will become a great nation through your striving towards the good.